Welcome to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley. Today is the second Sunday after the Epiphany, January 14th, 2024. We hear from our rector, the Reverend Phil Brochard, as he preaches on today's gospel, which is John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. As always, you can learn more and find old sermon archives on our website, allsoulsparish.org. For many months now, in our prayers of the people, we have been praying for someone named Tommy Mirzwinski. Tommy's a good friend of an Alsolzian, Martine Ortega. And for some time, uh, Tommy's health has been declining. And uh, every time we've checked with Martine about having Tommy on our prayer list, Martine has said, Well, actually, Tommy needs our prayers now more than ever. And then earlier this week, Martine um, called and gave me the gift of this story that I'm about to share with you. The past couple of weeks, that week before Christmas and New Year's, it became clear to Martine from Tommy's text that Tommy was going. That he might only have weeks or perhaps uh, just days to live. And as it turns out, Martine had uh, shut down his business for that holiday break. And after a conversation with other friends of Tommy's, Martine realized that Tommy, uh, his friend of many years, was dying. And that at that moment, Martine had time. And so he wondered, what am I supposed to do? Am I ready for this? Am I going to lean in or lean out? And then on New Year's Day, Tommy fell down going to the bathroom and he broke his arm and paramedics had to come and then take him to the hospital, which was just where Tommy did not want to be. And so Martine went to visit him there. On the way, Martine picked up Tommy's electric writing pad because of his illness, Tommy could not speak and he checked in on Tommy's cat. And Martine spent four hours there with Tommy one-on-one. They talked about a lot of things, they laughed about some of them, and they cried about others. At times, Tommy was just crying to himself out of pain and fear. And what Martine did was just to be there, holding him. And it was in one of those moments of holding him when Martine realized it, why he was there. After they'd listened to some music together, Martine asked, the Ramones? No. (laughs) The Clash? No. Django Reinhardt? Yes. 
After this, Tommy was alert, uh, paying attention. And Martine asked Tommy about last rites. Did Tommy want them? A vigorous nod of the head, yes. And that's when the calling became crystal clear. Martine asked, Tommy, what do you think is going to happen when you die? Tommy shrugged his shoulders. Tommy had been raised Roman Catholic but hadn't been practicing in decades. And then Martine shared what he thinks is going to happen. That Tommy will come to a place of complete love and peace. Tommy listened with bright, wide, clear eyes. He was giving Martine all the attention he had. And then Martine told Tommy the story of when Martine made his last visit to his mom in the hospital when Martine was 14 years old. All by himself, he took his bike that afternoon, and when they visited, she was full of joy and love and peace and trust. And she died that night. And Martine knew in his body that she was okay. After he heard this story, Tommy wrote, I love you, and reached out and grabbed Martine's hand so tight that Martine didn't realize Tommy still had that much strength left. And Martine said he loved him too. The next day, Tommy texted Martine to say that that moment was life-changing. Why was it, Martine asked, to see the world through your eyes, said Tommy. Come and see, says Jesus. Every year, at this time of the year, for these first few Sundays after the baptism of Jesus, we spend time with stories about calling. Like the calling of the disciples we heard today, and the calling of Philip and Nathaniel. And in each account of the calling of a disciple, no matter the gospel, whether it's Peter and Andrew or Philip and Nathaniel, they have a, a choice to make. Will I follow or not? Should I lean in or away? And this gospel, the gospel of John, the call to discipleship is a call to come and see. To take the steps towards an unlikely person or an unlikely place and are open ourselves up to God there and then. This might feel familiar. Now, often we see calling, and unfortunately, we see calling as an individual act. But our text this morning, both of them, 
Samuel and John, we are told that calling is something that we never do all on our own. And over time, we have narrowed the sense of what it means to be called. Because all too often, calling is associated with someone like me, who's got a collar and fancy clothes, who's been ordained. But the truth of the Christian path is that all of us are called, sometimes for a lifetime, sometimes for a season, sometimes for a moment. But all of us are called to come and see. Martine was very clear about Tommy's last days. He said, there's no way I was going to let him die alone, especially in a hospital. I love this person. I want him to go out in a peaceful, comfortable way with people around him. A few days after New Year's, Tommy was released from the hospital and sent home with hospice care. That Friday, Tommy was in a great mood, cracking jokes, his eyes wide and clear. He was enjoying himself. It was Tommy's last burst of energy. Over the next day or so, a lot of fluid built up in Tommy's respiratory system, and Martine and other friends, a caregiver, were all having a hard time helping Tommy with it. It felt like Tommy was drowning, and they were trying to help, but it was impossible for them to control. It was really hard and really scary. So they called the hospice agency on Sunday and they implored them to get someone over, but it was the weekend and so it took the nurse a few trying hours uh, before she got there. She was doing her best. She saw the situation and so she called in a vacuum unit to help clear the fluids and sometime later the suction machine, after a few hours, it finally arrived, broken. And so fortunately, Martin and his friends were handy and so they were able to jerry-rig it to get it working and get Tommy some relief and they eventually, heroically, did and then they spent time waiting. And sometime late Sunday night into Monday morning, Tommy's breaths started coming further and further apart, and the breaths became more and more shallow. And then it was here. And so from the kitchen and the bedroom, all Tommy's friends gathered around him, holding him, praying with him. And then Tommy Mirzwinski took his final breath. I'll be the first to say that Jesus' call to come and see can sound great on a Sunday morning until we really wrestle with what it means to see. Because when you're actually faced with a call to follow Jesus into someone's life, this 
invitation can come with some real certainty. Because truly seeing the world around us, the person next to us, whether that's in line at the grocery store or that family member who has been challenging for you for decades, when we truly see them, it opens up to us the harm they have experienced, their pain and their struggle, as well as their hope and their joy and their love. All of it. Seeing comes with great risk. You cannot unsee once you have seen. And yet in the end, when we see, when we allow ourselves to truly enter in and see the people around us, we are changed forever. For Martine, it was so hard and so sad and so painful to see Tommy in pain and looking at death. But he also said that being with him, seeing him, loving him, sharing that with him was one of the most intimate and incredible experiences that Martine has had. And it has changed him. As Martine says, I, I told Tommy I loved him and it became truer and truer. And we expressed that to each other and I felt the opportunity to be called and I took that opportunity. It was incredible to go through that. I'm so grateful that I didn't turn away. I feel closer to God, closer to my mother, closer to the life after, closer to life within this life, more accepting of it now. That's where we're going, and it makes me appreciate the life that we're in now, all of it. The story of Martine and his friends loving their friend Tommy is one of those stories that echoes and reverberates far beyond those who have witnessed it. Just hearing this story from our team this past week has changed me. It's had me wonder how I might follow Jesus, how I might turn to see. In the most unlikely of places or the most ordinary. Because, friends, we really don't know. We don't know what's ahead of us on this path of life. But what we do know is that we have these glimpses, these opportunities to live and see and follow. We are at the precipices of moments of pain and glory and loss and wonder. And we have choices to make. For each of us, all together, 
are being called, called to come and see.